The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. I don't know if I mentioned this month, mentioned it this month, but we are celebrating our 58th anniversary. The Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman founded Christ Universal Temple in October of 1956, 58 years of teaching people how to live healthy, happy, and prosperous lives, 58 years of teaching people how to become aware of their own innate spiritual wholeness and divinity, 58 years of teaching people how to transform their consciousness, and when their thinking gets transformed, their life changes for the better. 58 years of teaching people how to create the experiences they desire in their lives. So I just want to make sure that I acknowledge this powerful ministry that I'm a part of, but most importantly, touched me and helped me transform my experience. I am forever, ever, ever, and I want to use this, say this in the right way, I will always acknowledge and respect the work that Reverend Coleman put in to give us a platform to learn the truth about ourselves, a space that allowed us to grow safely, a space that allowed us to discover who God is in us and who we are in God. I mean, what you can't put a price on what that means. So happy anniversary, Reverend Coleman. Love you, love you, love you. All right. So in the midst of all of that, we're actually in the midst of a series titled What Are You? And it is based upon the book What Are You? by Imelda Shanklin. And again, I have requested that everyone who listens to this show actually get the book What Are You? by Imelda Shanklin. You can Google her name, type in PDF, and a free book will pull up. If you want a hardcover book, you can go on Amazon.com or some other used uh, bookstore website and order the book. The book is worth its weight in gold. It's not a large book, but even with these small chapters in a small book, I've yet to finish one chapter on this show because the book is just that power packed. It is one of the fundamental books, in my opinion, of new thought because it gets right down to the nitty gritty of practical spirituality when unity uh uh 
began in the late 19th century. It was called the Unity School of Practical Christianity. And that was because they believed that they were teaching the practical applications of the teachings of Jesus. So they were taking the principles out of the Bible that could be practically applied to everyday life. And this book is a testament to their hard work and dedication. I definitely recommend it if you don't have it. Now, today we're on page 107, and the name of this chapter is Your Equipment. Your Equipment. The third paragraph starts by saying, the worker reveals his trade by the kind of tools that he uses. The singer uses his voice. The athlete uses his body. The weaver uses his loom. The product of the worker reveals the skill with which the tool has been employed. A mediocre product is the sign of a mediocre worker. A superior product is the sign of a worker who has had some advantage over one whose product is mediocre. So what she's trying to set up is the context that since you and I are spiritual beings created in the image likeness of God, that with our innate divinity, our innate spirituality comes equipment or tools or gifts or faculties that can be used. And the product, to a large extent, is our lives. How we use our equipment will determine the product because life is consciousness. Now, she says that advantage possessed by the superior worker is rarely to be called natural gift. Usually it is a development. Now I want to stop here for a moment because I think this is really important. Good training can help accelerate your growth. You know, is it possible that I would have stumbled on some books and learned about some different things through who are these self-help people referencing and whatever and found my way back to New Thought, New Thought Christianity, Practical Christianity, Metaphysics, etc.? Possibly. But without the guiding hand of Reverend Coleman and her teachers and her ministers in the Johnny Coleman Institute in Chicago, there would have been no way I would have progressed as fast. It would have been no way for me to, to, to accelerate and go through all of this material, even with my ability to read a lot of, lot of books in a short amount of time, because I had people I could stop and I could ask questions. I can get uh, insight. I can, I can, you know, pick their brains to make sure how do you apply what I'm, you know, what I was reading. And what I'm saying is you listening to shows like this and the other shows on Unity Online Radio, going to classes, going to workshops and seminars, getting coaching, going to obviously to your church if you're in Chicago, Christ Universal Temple, and hearing the, the message is actually helping you process, is helping you develop uh, critical thinking that allows you to think in alignment with principle Versus thinking in alignment with what the world's culture and traditions, your upbringing, your biases, your prejudices uh, deliver to you. Because you can see through that context of, you know, the Bible calls it the world. Or you can see through the context of spirit. Remember, Jesus said that my kingdom is not of this world. In other words, what I'm presenting, this new level of awareness, this new state of being is not a part of the context of normal human ways of thinking, feeling, believing, and seeing life. My kingdom is not of this world. Now, if your kingdom is not of this world, then your equipment is not of this world either. And that's key. Your equipment is not of this world. So, but you can use your equipment to shape your world. I hope that comes across cross because when you realize that your kingdom is not of this world, no different than Jesus's, that means your equipment is not of this world. But Jesus also said that I'm in the world, but not of it. In other words, I am living, moving and breathing within this human context, but I know who I am. 
and we can live, move, and breathe within this human context, but still know who we are. So when the situations and circumstances come, that does not mean we have to fall out and get upset and get frustrated. We can get back to principle. We can catch ourselves, or as it says in the the parable of the prodigal son, we can come to ourselves, arise and go to the father, the father within our own souls. Back to the book. Page 108. If you are a superior worker, you know that you can win and you make yourself win. That's key because when you know you can produce, it develops a mindset, it develops a confidence that that allows you to reproduce consistently the same result. I believe that's really what a master is. A person that can consistently produce like results. You know, I'm a big sports fan and you know, I debate with almost anybody about basketball because I have a thing about people calling certain players superstars when they're not necessarily performing like superstars. A superstar, for instance, in in my context of basketball, plays at a consistent high level that's even above an all-star. See, you know, there are a few superstars. You know, the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryants, the LeBron James, the Larry Birds, the Magic Johnsons, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, the Shaquille O'Neal's, etc. Superstars. But then there's stars who can put up good numbers, but they can't necessarily carry the weight consistently. Then they're good players. You know, a person might score 30 points one game, and then the next game they have six points. That's not a master, or in this context, that's not a star. Definitely not a superstar. You can't have 20 points one game, four points the next game, 12 points the next game, three points the next game, 24 the next game, seven points, and then consider yourself a star. No. And to be considered a superstar, that's a whole nother level. Now, why do I bring that up? Because if you want to be a master in life, that means you have to produce consistent results. You know, if you are working in whatever your field is, can you be relied upon to produce consistent, here my, here, here's the word, excellent results? Consistent, excellent results. That's the difference between normal levels of skill and mastery. The use of your equipment. How you use your equipment that is not of this world. The mental and spiritual faculties. In other words, how you use your mind. All right, she goes into on page 108 about how society is really transformed. You know, she says, and I love this, but I'm reading the whole chapter, talking about social justice. Make yourself a beneficiary of better laws even before they are created. See, that is what some people call it, I believe Neville called it as well, the law of assumption. In other words, acting as if it is already true in consciousness. You know, one of my favorite stories of uh, Neville, Neville Goddard, who was a a mystic that was a part of the New Thought movement, you know, because he taught a lot of things about imagination. He was embraced by the New Thought movement. He never called his movement what he taught New Thought. But he was taught by Ethiopian man named Abdullah and Abdullah according to Neville um, lived in the rich area of town 
where he rented a space from someone. This this was in New York City in the 30s when the heart of racism in the United States, you know, was, you know, it was during that Jim Crow time frame. It was at his peak. It said he would go to the opera, order tickets, sit on the front row. And Neville was amazed at it. He, ta- he talks about it. It's so even a YouTube uh, audio out there floating somewhere where he mentions it. And he talks about how Abdullah just was free, in the, even though people who looked like him, him were not supposed to be free like that. Not free in the sense of law says you're free. I mean law and to be able to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Live the way you want to live, etc. And and how people from all races would come and sit at his feet to learn of him. He was a Jewish, he taught Jewish mysticism, uh, Abdullah. And he, Abdullah believed so much in the law of assumption that Neville told a story about how he wanted to go home to Barbados. And Neville was of Caucasian descent, but grew up in, in Barbados. And how he hadn't seen his family and his siblings in so long after when he came to the mainland, but he was he was a uh, a poor actor, did not have enough money, but really wanted to go home for Christmas. So he went to Abdullah, and Abdullah just looked at him and said, "You are in Barbados." So every time Neville brought it up to him, the uh, the subject of going home, Abdullah would chastise him. Why am I talking to you about going? To Barbados, when you are in Barbados, experience in your mind and get the feeling of what it means to be in Barbados. You know, so he was teaching him to be in Barbados mentally, completely, not just as an image like a daydream, but smell the air, look at the water, feel the trees, see, you know, what what would you feel like to be home? And to make a long story short, this went on, went on, went on until out of nowhere, one of his older brothers sent him a letter with a ticket to go to go to Barbados a few days before he had to leave to get home in time for Christmas. And when he went to redeem his ticket because he was he didn't see his mail in time. And it was uh, he would have to ride third class on the boat. He been back and told Abdullah, and Abdullah was like, third class? Who said anything about third class? You're in Barbados, and you're in Barbados, and you got there first class. And he told him, that's all the discussion he's going to have about it. You are in Barbados, and you got there first class. When he went to redeem his ticket, the day of the boat, somebody had canceled, could not make it. And his ticket was moved from third class to first class. The power of assumption. So Abdullah was teaching him how to use his equipment that is not of this world to affect and create the world that he desired. And if they could do it, so can we. We have to recognize that we are not limited by what we think we know intellectually, what we think we can do with our hands and feet and et cetera, physically, that we're infinite beings with infinite potential living in the realm of all possibility right now. Or as the Apostle Paul wrote, calling those things that be not as though they were. So let me take my first break. But before we take the break, let's make sure that you know that this show and all the other shows are supported by your donations. So as you have freely received, please freely give. God bless. We're going to take our first break with Truth Transform.
Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. state of change, a period of transition? Perhaps you simply don't know which way to turn, or you want guidance on taking that next step in your personal or professional life. You can activate the power of yes with Reverend Beverly Melander. As a new thought minister and next step counselor, she knows how to listen to where you are and help you get to where you want to be. With 20 plus years of experience, she offers spiritual counseling and affirmative prayer next step counseling for your personal or professional life, as well as resume writing and editing. To learn more about Beverly's counseling services, visit beverlymelander.net. That's Beverly, M-O-L-A-N-D-E-R.net. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm on page 108 of What Are You? Um, And she writes, the better customs and laws that you wish to see in operation will begin to act at the moment of humanity's readiness for them. Governments are as good and as just as warranted by the intelligence and consciousness of the people governed. That is a real serious statement. Governments are as good and as just as warranted mm, by the intelligence and the consciousness of the people governed. People wonder why we see corruption in government is because they're the byproduct of the consciousness of the people. If we want to produce better representatives, now listen to the term representative. If we want to produce better representatives, we have to create a better culture that will produce better representatives. Because what ends up happening many times is, is we will scapegoat them. In other words, and, and I'm not saying that they should be in the positions that they're in. And I'm not talking about any po- type of particular, any particular politician or political party. What I'm saying is they're the product of the consciousness of the people that they represent. And if the consciousness is not lifted, the representatives will continually reflect the low states of consciousness that exist in our communities. That's one of the challenges that people don't recognize. So when I talk about scapegoating, in other words, we try to pretend that the what happens in City Hall or the you know in D.C. or in your local state capital is different than what happens in your home or at your job or at your school or in your community or in your 
fraternity or sorority or in your lodge. They all have one common denominator. People. And many times people who are unaware of who they are spiritually. Yet we expect them to be different than us. Now, I'm not saying that, that we shouldn't hold them to the standards. We should. But recognize that the standards that you hold others to should be your own standard. Your own standard. That the values you hold other others to should be your own values. How are you going to call somebody out on something that you do yourself? Anyway, moving on. I want to remind you that this show is live, and if you want to call in and ask me a question or make a comment, you can. You can call in to 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. Call in if you have a question. I want to remind you also that this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Make sure you like the page, share the page with others, like the content so, you know, your friends can see it and they can like the page too. You know, you see something that you like, you know, make sure you, you share it. Let people know about it. Let people know about the show. If you feel as though it can be benefit to people that you know, let them know about it. Um, the show is free via iTunes and Stitcher. If something touches you, send it to somebody you think that it could help. It's all free. Help somebody with it. Don't hold it to yourself. I, I, you know, sometimes we get a good thing. We want to hold it for ourselves and keep it all to ourselves. But you know what? The beautiful thing about this type of message is as you give it away, you get more. When you give love away, you get more. Moving on. Page 109. You are equipped to meet the demands of every sphere that you enter. Mm. You are equipped. There's nothing that is going on in your life that you don't have the power to not only handle, but master. You are an overcomer. You have the power within you. And I understand that people are dealing with some things out there in the world. I get it. And I acknowledge and honor the fact that you're still here fighting. But that should tell you something. You're still here. There's something in you, this life force, this life activity of God that knows that with God, all things are possible. And you don't have to give up if you don't want to. You can keep going. You might have had situations and circumstance financially. You might have had situations with your business. You might have lost your job. You might have, you know, gone through divorce. You might have situations, you know, where family members make their transitions, uh, whether that's parents, spouse, siblings, cousins, children, etc. And I'm telling you that you have the power to stand even in the midst of that. Because the government isn't on your human shoulders. When you know who you are in God, you can walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Whatever that death might be. Because you know how to use your equipment that is not of this world. Moving on. She goes on to say, if you have not been meeting the demands of your sphere, begin now to use the equipment that will adjust you and your sphere will I mean, sphere to each other. A poor workman blames his tools. In other words, you know, well, my life isn't working and we start coming up with reasons why life isn't working, mainly because we don't want to take 100 percent responsibility for what goes on in our lives. 100% responsibility. I'm a big believer in that. Uh, as Jack Canfield writes in Success Principles, event plus response equals outcome. Event plus response equals outcome. The one part that I can always control is my response. Okay? 
She goes on to say next paragraph. You came into this world equipped to meet every demand that this world will make of you. Uh, You came here ready. See, but the thing about it is you can come here ready and not know who you are. And because you don't know who you are, you will live like someone else. You know, and the moment you really know who you are, you'll start living a different type of life. You know, for, you know, those who watch the Star Wars movies, Luke Skywalker did not know that he was Anakin Skywalker's son and the inheritor of probably the strongest uh, expression of the force. So he was just living with his auntie and uncle until Obi-Wan Kenobi came and found him and taught him how to use what was already within him. He was already equipped to set the balance of the force back. According to that trilogy, the original trilogy, he had to not only defeat the uh, forces of the emperor, but he had to pull his dad back from the dark side and redeem him. And he did all of those things. The point of that is this. He was equipped to do it all along but for a while, he just thought he was just some young teenager being taken care of by his auntie and uncle with no clue of who he really was and what that really meant. And I'm saying we live the same way. We have no clue of what's inside of us, the possibility and the potential. And we allow Many things, procrastination being one of the top ones, ignorance, laziness, uh, and our backstory, meaning our past, to stop us from being all that we could be in God. Back to the book. And she talks about a lot of stuff about your mind and your body and et cetera. But on page 110, she writes, you have an environment. Fill it with God. Never put into your environment anything that can hamper your most accurate expression of the God idea. You have to associate with and you have to associate with and to do business with the ideas, the thoughts, the fancies that give shelter in your consciousness. I love that because we normally talk about associating with people and doing business with people and organizations. But she's saying you have to associate with the type of mentality that is needed for you to produce success. That's key. With the right mentality. Am I associating with the type of thoughts, feelings, beliefs, concepts, ideals that are consistent with what I want to produce in life, but more importantly, that are consistent with my holistic nature. What does that look like in real time? That means sometimes that when something is not in tune with you spiritually, you need to push it away. It don't mean anything is wrong with it, but it's not in tune with you or it's not going where you want to go spiritually. And you have to know the difference. You know, it could be something as simple as, you know what, I used to be able to watch that, now I can't. I used to listen to that, now I can't listen to it anymore. Because it's not speaking to your holistic nature. And one, you know, you know, I, I jokingly tell people that it doesn't make a difference who you are and what level of consciousness you're on, there's something for you. And I don't make a judgment about it for those who, you know, you know, want to listen to misogynistic gangster rap songs all day. If that's your consciousness, it's nothing but music for that. And if you want to listen on the opposite end, uh, opera, there's some there's something for people for that as well. But you'll be attracted to your consciousness. And when it shows up in front of you, you'll think it's something other than you, but it's really your consciousness. And that's why you get attached to it so quickly. Some people talk about people gossiping all the time, but sometimes they're the main people in the midst of the gossip. If people are always calling you with gossip, 
you're a gossiper. It kind of works like that. But anyway, moving along, moving on. She says, people your consciousness with good and your environment with good, and there will be no terrors for you to face, no jangle nerves to impair your ability. Then you and success will become a sturdy team. The universe looking on and cheering the world, the wild, the wild. Now, what this is saying is when you get all of the nonsense out of your consciousness, now you don't have to deal with a mind that's distracted and a body that's breaking down. You can focus on your good and then you and success become a team, not just a team, a sturdy team. In other words, the foundation is strong. Moving on. The world is your field. I love that. The world is your field. The world is my field. My field to play on. My field. Going over to page 111. Second full paragraph, she states, every thought on any topic and every moment's consideration on any subject are preparations that enable you to speak. To speak tellingly. So as you do your work, as you do your studying, as you do your prayer work, every thought on any topic at any moment. See, you want to be able to be able to pull up and be prepared to use your equipment properly. Now, here's the thing about equipment. You have to practice with it if you want to become efficient at it, whatever the task is. So. If you want, you know, I can remember Reverend Coleman telling us, you know, when you practice your sermon, you know, go get in the mirror and preach your sermon to yourself. Why? Because you need to know how it's going to come out. How are you going to say certain words? Oh, I'm tripping over that word right now, etc. I'm not pronouncing that properly. What's my facial expression? How am I using my body? So when it's time for you to do what needs to be done, or if you're called upon to do something, you're already ready. You know, are you ready? Are you ready for your good? If the opportunity that you have been looking for presented itself right now, Would you be ready to do it effectively and efficiently? Would you be ready to go? You know, my mother knew a guy who wanted to be a entertainer, like, you know, impersonator, James Brown, Michael Jackson, all that type of stuff. And he kept his James Brown outfit in his trunk all the time. Which meant if he went anywhere and they were like, you know what, somebody didn't show up. We need an entertainer. He had his, at the time, his LP. He had his James Brown outfit. And if somebody said, we need you to go out of the state, he can get in his car and he was ready to go. He always had his stuff to do his job. Are you always ready? Not sometimes ready. If you know something is coming up, are you prepared for it? You see, you know, are you looking down the pike and saying, okay, let me anticipate some things. So if this happens, I'm ready. You know, look at sports again. Uh, I'm a big Bulls fan. Tom Tom Thibodeau, the Chicago Bulls coach, doesn't say, okay, Derrick Rose, Joakim Noah, go out there and the rest of the team, go out there and just play. They have, not only do they practice fundamental plays of basketball, Every game has a game plan. People aren't just running up and down the court and shooting shots. They know how they're going to defend certain players. They have team principles of how they do things, how they rebound, how they shoot, how they pass, the type of offense they run. All those things matter. So when it comes to the major things in your life, do you have a game plan? Because if not, you you will not maximize your equipment. 
Your relationship should have a game plan. Your family should have a game plan. Your work should have a game plan. Your money should have a game plan. Your health should have a game plan. Your spiritual development should have a game plan. Your mental development should have a game plan. Your business should have a game plan. Everything should have a game plan. If not, you're not maximizing your equipment. So we have to take our last break, and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. He's the most talked about figure in history. How do you see Jesus? As a savior, a way shower, a mythical hero. In his cutting edge new book, Jesus 2.1, an upgrade for the 21st century, Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard explores the many human concepts of Jesus. The man of Nazareth has been an imaginary spiritual playmate for millions. Best friend, confidant, silent lover, surrogate father, brother, husband, trusted king when earthly governments fail, all-purpose superhero who will save the day before the final credits roll. Jesus is like a program that has been adapted through the ages while the basic code remains undisturbed despite all subsequent modifications. Now it is our time to rewrite and reinstall the Jesus program with updates for today, just as every previous generation has done and every subsequent generation will do. The Romans killed Jesus for being a revolutionary. Every succeeding generation kills him anew by losing sight of the ongoing revolution in human consciousness that he represents. Explore the new book, Jesus 2.1, at www.shopunity.org. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. All right, welcome back to Truth Transforms. Again, I'm teaching from the book, What Are You? by Melda Shanklin. And I want to keep continue talking about expectation. This isn't in the book, but I want to read uh, this parable, and maybe I'll do another one if I get the opportunity. But this parable is a parable attributed to Jesus, and it's normally taught as one of those second coming parables, but I don't think that was the original context. But I'm going to read it and then give it, you know, a metaphysical context. It says, then the, this is Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. Matthew 25, verses 1 through 13. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took their flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a shout. Look, here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, no, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourself. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came 
also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Now, putting that within a metaphysical context, I think what it is saying is, are you prepared for what you say you want? They all had the same equipment. They were bridesmaids seeking to be married, waiting for the bridegroom to come. And into the story, others had prepared by bringing some extra oil with their lit lamps. So when the situation presented itself, and it says at midnight, in other words, at a time that you might not expect the person to come, at the time you might not expect the opportunity to be presented, at the time you don't think that that good will show up, they weren't ready. Many times we aren't ready. And we think it isn't fair for other people who have made, sometimes when we see that we're not ready, we want other people who have prepared for the good that they desire um, to be able to walk into their good. We want them to, we want to leech off of their demonstration. There's no other way for me to say that. But they're in the place that they're at by the right of consciousness. So what we have to be mindful of is we all have the same equipment, but we all don't use the same equipment the same way. We all are spirit, soul, body. But how we connect to our spiritual gifts, talents, and abilities determine to a large extent how we live our lives. And at a very practical, quote-unquote, human level of life, how you prepare matters. I don't care if you're Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson went into the ring with a plan. And you have to have a plan. You have to know because you don't know when the bridegroom, you don't know when your good, your new possibility, that which you have been praying for will present itself. In other words, do you have a lamp and the oil? Are you prepared? You don't know when the bridegroom is coming. But not only that, you have to use the talents that you have. The next parable is the parable of the talents, also found in Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30, where he reads, For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you have handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with two talents also came forward saying, master, you have handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received one talent also came forth saying, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, reaping what you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid and I wouldn't hid your talent in the ground. Here, have what is yours. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy slave. You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers and on my return, I'd have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the 10 talents for to all, to all those who have more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. 
That's a deep statement. And let me say right off the bat that Jesus isn't teaching this is how God is. It's teaching how the law of mind works. What you use, you expand. What you sit on, and I'm using this air quotes, you lose in the sense of that which even if you have a in this entanglement money, but let's just say your talent, your gifts, your abilities, when you sit on them, when you do nothing with them, even the good you have, you will lose if you remain dormant. You could have created if you're in a situation experience where you refuse to use your gifts, even what you have, you'll lose. But when you use what you have, you can expand it. So make sure that you are using your equipment. Never allow your mind to become lazy. You know, I tell people all the time, even if you are dealing with disabilities, if as long as you can think, use your mind. There are jobs now where you don't have to get out of a chair. There are ways with, with, a, with a laptop and, and a tablet, you can be anywhere in the world right now. Never let somebody tell you that you can't be productive, that you can't give to society, that you cannot produce revenue just because of a physical condition. Again, Stephen Hawkins is the best example of this. Use the equipment that you have. You can say, well, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've gone through. I'm working three jobs trying to handle what I need to handle. And I'm going to say to you that that until there's a shift in consciousness and how you use your equipment. You can have eight jobs and struggle where somebody else can work up, work 20 hours a week and have more than enough money to handle everything they need to handle. Cause it's not just your outward activity. It's the consciousness you bring to the table. See, this is a shift. This is a shift. Some people let me put it this way. In the time it has taken for me to do this show, there are people on this planet right now who have made millions of dollars in less than one hour. Right now. Some who are sitting in their homes or in their basements in front of a computer doing the work. They haven't even left the house. They don't have to put on ties. They don't have to put on high heels and and blouses. Right now, somebody with the same equipment as you, sometimes doing this with the same level of education and the same level of know-how will make millions. Doing what you do. And I say there's somebody out there with with that's willing to pay you to do you. Just to express the natural talents, abilities, and gifts that you have along with the education and expertise you've developed. But do you believe it? And are you willing to develop and enhance it to the point of excellence and not cower to where it doesn't make a difference who's the best in your field? You're willing to go toe to toe with them. As I close, um, I was watching a clip of Phil Jackson being interviewed uh, by one of the sports stations and and the sports reporter asked Phil Jackson, who would win if Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant played one-on-one? And he told a story about after Jordan had retired from the Chicago Bulls, how uh, he wanted Phil asked him to come in and talk to a young Kobe Bryant because Kobe was still trying to find his way. And sometimes he would take, he would become a ball hawk and take over the game and forget his teammates. So Jordan came in to give him some counseling. 
But Kobe said to Jordan, as soon as he walked in, I, I bet you I could kick your blank in one-on-one right now. Because Kobe believed that Jordan was the standard. And that was the only person he was chasing. And he believed that if I keep working and get my skills to the place that I can be, I can even challenge Michael Jordan. I don't know who the Jordan is in your field, but you, but I'm saying you better develop your skills to the point where you feel as though you can take them, not take them in a sense of competing, but being able to be able to walk toe to toe with anybody at the level of excellence in your field. With that, I've run out of time and I'll be with you next week with True Transform. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to focus your attention inward with these words from Elizabeth Searle Lamb. This is a new day. Lead your conscious mind to that still haven of your soul where your indwelling Christ opens wide the doorway of your heart. At once, mind, soul, and body, you are flooded with the light and love of God. You are lifted high above this earthly plane and filled with the radiance of spirit. Send this love and light on to those whom you hold dear so that it may uplift, heal, and comfort them. As you send this radiance on, you are filled with a new sense of God's power, and you release this power to the whole world to uplift, guide, and bless all people. A day's tasks await you. But God is with you, and with God's help, all shall be done perfectly. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Music Speaks Louder Than Words Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your hosts, Reverends Dale Worley and Christy Snow, are alive with the Spirit of God and singing their love to you each Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Time with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music, it's the only thing that the whole world listens to. Music Speaks At Metaphysical Romp 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 
with co-hosts Reverend Paul Hasselbeck, Reverend Bill Holton, and Reverend Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I am an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.